my mind has like so many different things going on and it's it can be kind of overwhelming that I have to like prioritize it's a big part of success until it's like like this this quantum thing right it was like yeah I could keep posting podcast episodes and doing all those videos and stuff but it's like I have to reach out to schools and before I do that I have to create this website so then from Thursday till today I just made it so now then I imp implemented or integrated a new email so then I have like a CRM system now set up and everything to start reaching out but it's like the I get I think the most overwhelmed I get is with all the like social media and organization of like planning what to post and then all these different channels you have to post on. I don't have any structure or process for that right now. And it's like always weighing on me. I mean, I fucking feel you. I feel in a similar yeah. corner, you know? Um, and it's like, I have a mountain worth of content. content. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> sifting yeah edging it's not even the sifting organizing. it's like I don't know maybe like decide specifically what to post how many times a week on this like have just have like like don't worry about content what what specific content what types are you gonna post and then find that and post it and schedule it or whatever. I don't like... Um, I, I try batching my days to like do... You know, we're doing logistical stuff this day. We're going to do recording this day. We're going to do uh, editing on this day. I hate... And it's because I'm not organized enough with this, but like... I hate the idea of... I'm working on all this stuff and I'm in the zone and then I have to figure out what to post on Instagram. I mean, brother, yeah, that's my life. That sucks. It's like... Yeah, it's it's not artful, and it's not meaningful, and it and it's... It waste, it's waste my time. It's a burden, yeah. Not, not like posting, but the fact that I, like, because I'm not organized, I'm... I feel, like, unprepared and just, like, spur of the moment, just post something rather than being, like more organized, well-prepared, where it's just a machine putting it out. Have you heard of, like, Hootsuite and shit like that? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't really use it either. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I've, I've been talking to Matt a lot about trying to, like, automate posting. Mm -hmm. So everything just gets uploaded to a file, you know, to a uh, server. And then just with machine-like clockwork, it's just getting posted. So all... The only burden is just the content creation yeah. and not the, the posting and the copy. And the, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel very, like, trapped by this whole thing. You know, I was listening to, like, Andrew Garfield today on um, Marin. And Marin was like, do you have, you know, you've, you're 
this like A-list celebrity and you've done really well. Do you have to like, you don't have to post on TikTok or anything like that, right? And he's like, no, I've never had to do any of that. He's like, do you have Instagram? He's like, no. Do you have Twitter? He's like, no. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling jealous and in my face, I was like, man, what a fucking life, huh? But Garfield goes like, it's a huge privilege I have. That like, I'm a kind of geriatric millennial where like I made it right before all that shit was totally vital and I also made it like my brand of career like I just made it in a way that I don't have to do that but it struck me where I was like it is a privilege to not have to like the rest of us are in the trenches trying to get heard or seen mm-hmm. and we have to participate in this like attention economy this like really like clickbaity kind of um all of it feels like tabloids to me like it's just yeah. a digital tabloid like snapchat and all these kinds of things um like the way even like you you go into like an instagram explore page and it's like just bunch of like a bunch of like text images that are like little baby gets new lamborghini and you click on that and then you have to swipe and it's like a video of like little baby being like yes yeah, my lamborghini <laughs> See, my habits are phenomenal, though. Yeah, you're good at it, right? I'm really good. I'm not. I get, like, sucked in, like a mosquito. Like, I get sucked into the blue light a lot. And it's, like, killing me slowly, you know? It's, like, snatching my soul. See, I'm living it this way. And then I'm looking at everybody else. I'm like, what are you guys doing? But then in order to reach them, I have to, like... Do the shit, well, you know. I mean, like I feel, yeah. I'm in a. I have a the same curse. thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. I just get I get caught on the in the scroll too much too. But that being said, it's like I only I only use these things in the name of being seen and heard and getting my music out there and hopefully and it's all in the name of of touring. Like I just want to be able to tour and get picked up on these bigger tours and build live audiences and then be able one day to headline and and tour solely off the back of my own music my own catalog right like that's the the end goal and i see all this shit all of it is just this seemingly necessary um ingredient slash pursuit in the name of getting to that end goal but it's like man to what end like this shit is like killing it's like it's so in the words of in the in the in the, in the words of, of Lupe Fiasco, it's all very like it's so like competitively opaque, like it, it's not artful and it is watered down and it's not meaningful and it sucks and it's it's just mosquitoes to a blue light like a billion flies eat shit every day doesn't make it good, you know like all the people I see that are really like uh, most of them that are really digging their heels in and have these really amazing or these really like celebrity esque careers are all really vapid artistically and creatively but then there's these other bands Mm -hmm. that are like garnering these huge audiences off the back of their work and all they really you can tell that like the social media platforms are run by like their management or something and it's like it's just photos of them performing and that's it and then every now and then you see that like their management or their PR company is like hey you guys need to hop on IG live and like do an AMA or like you guys need to do this or something and they go and do it and then they put it away and it's not really a part of their life you know I have a friend my friend's band Goose are fucking huge right now huge 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 I mean like co-signed by fit you know they're in that like jam scene I mean they're selling they just sold out Radio City three nights in a row in New York let's put it that way it's like it's like you know 
premiere. That's, that's like the top. top. Yeah, top. Um, and you know, I'm sitting with their friend Alec, who's a good friend of mine in Wilton, Connecticut. Goose is from Wilton, Connecticut, the town I was from. And Alec is like, yeah, they don't really have social media. Like, they're not really on it. So obviously it's run by management. Mm -hmm. And they stay away from press and they stay away from all that kind of stuff that could, like, affect how they write or feel about themselves or, like, the yeah. you know. And I'm like, man, that's such a privilege. Like, we just don't have that. We're just not in that place. Like, we're, we're punching up. We don't have these huge marketing budgets. Not to say, like, anything got handed to Goose. They, they've made it on the merits of their music, but... From what I understand, they were properly funded by well funded by like management and things of that nature and um, inheritances and things of that. Again, this doesn't breeze over yeah. their unbelievable talent and validity and like virtuosic nature and stuff. They're fucking incredible. You can't get that big without being in that way without being fucking unbelievable. But I'm like, we we're not. You know, we have a little bit of money in the bank. We don't have some huge marketing budget that we can drop Gladiator Glory, put fucking 50 racks behind it, and just watch the numbers go ballistic. We just don't have that. We have a couple hundred bucks that we have to, like, you know, chip yeah. chip out a few bucks at a time here and there, see if anything can kind of catch fire. And then our management is just like, I need you on TikTok three, four times a day, posting. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, like... Because you, you, know, like, you, you have to create the talent. I have to create the, the, content. the content. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like nobody can create that for you, right? And like now you see, it's like I went and bought like a colored backdrop and got my lighting out, and now I'm just sitting in front of that, like singing my song to a recording and like putting it out, and it's like it's fine, but it's not what I do. It's not but who it, I am. But when it's you think like about speaking it, speaking like, to to like this craft yeah. I built for 15 years, you know what I mean? Like, and all those moments you're spending doing that, they add up, they compound, or they they like they're taking away from collective time away yeah, from, from other stuff from real art. Mean. But you could also look at it as like it compounds into like, I spend enough time doing that stuff that all of a sudden we've built data that yeah, translates over to Spotify. And, and all, and now I'm that much closer to getting those tours because instead of having 20,000 monthly listeners, I have 200,000 monthly listeners and we're now like in the game, which is our management's argument. So it's like this, this, oh, which strategy just, do you want to it's, play? Well, it's this horrible, like, I was talking to my parents the other day about just, like, I'm, I'm going through a, a tough time mentally and shit. And it's just, and it's because it's, like, my whole life is spent trying to get away from social media, yet having all my dreams attached to it and tethered to it, you know? And it's, like, created yeah. this really difficult dichotomy for me where I'm just, like, this pull, this rub. I'm, like, man, and I feel the friction and it's getting to me and it's, like, driving me crazy, you know? And I don't know what to do. It's, like, I can hustle the content fine, bro, like, fine. But it's, <laughs> dude, it's, it's like, you know, I'm listening to like the Gerard Carmichael's and like my, you know, some, my, one of my favorite artists out there and, and I'm listening to him on Marin and he's like, you know, you, you can do that. You can be the guy that's putting out the clip every day, but like, it's obviously watered down because you, it has to be every day. It's not like the, it's not like the concentrated dose of what you do. So my thinking is like, all right, well. Can I do both? You know, can I just sacrifice 30 minutes to this a day and then create really great long form, you know, like Two Crows, man. We've been working on this, what, for three years? I've been working on an eight minute film for like a year, you know? It's, it's fucking concentrated. It's like a potent dose of what we do. 
and the album we've been working on for three years. I mean, pre-pandemic, we've been going in on this fucking thing. A year before the pandemic, we were working on this shit. And so I have that aspect. I have like yeah. the careful craft, the careful nature of the craft. But I keep coming to the crossroads of like, dude, just suck it up and do this part of it. Play the game. Play the fucking game. But I look at other groups that I admire and it's not their way. And all I do is I get like envious and, and there's no one path, right? It's yeah. like everybody's story is a little different, but I look at like a goose or I look at like like turnstile or idols or something. And I'm like, what's this like grassroots shit? Like, cause we're, we, we built a grassroots following. We have real fans tatting my lyrics on their bodies and like crying at shows and shit, you know? It's not a ton of kids, but it's, it's people, it's real people. Every, you know, in all these cities and I'm like, you can see you can hear it in me I mean you can see it in me man it's fucking torturing me like my ideal life is is quiet yeah <laughs> you know it's a lot of touring and then when I'm not touring it's fucking quiet and it's careful craft careful quiet craft like a man building a canoe in his wood shop you know yeah. I like that that's the that's the life that I want and I can give myself that I just have to be prepared to not Maybe I'm not going to land the tours because I don't have the data or, you know, so on and so forth. Man, if I could get my hands on, like, a quarter million dollars, then I'd get off those, so or, like, i just run these insane marketing campaigns off of, like, really concentrated content and not just, like, kill, kill, kill with their, like, you know... I imagine... I look at TikTok, like, very much like mosquitoes in a blue light. Like, it's it's just... You mentioned it's before, a spam, spam account. Spam yeah. account. It's just bat, 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 and it's like fine, but what the fuck am I doing? I'm down here thinking so hard about every detail, about fucking everything, and then everybody around you is just being like, "It doesn't matter." <laughs> yeah, yeah, just I know. film it on your iPhone, and throw it on <laughs> yeah, the internet. Like, and you're just like, "God <laughs> damn, dude!" Like I've been, you know, that's you've been that. working on this. Uh... This short film for how long? A year. I mean, what, when did we shoot? October last year. Yeah, but then the plans so, were even before that in the summer. Yeah, know? I mean, I was. So it's I'm been this whole thing. A year and a half. This intricate detail, <laughs> like coordinating, and people like, now nah, just put put anything on. Yeah, and it's <laughs> funny, you know. It's like I was talking to my manager about the short film and about how excited, and it blessed this guy. By the way, he's the greatest. I, I yeah. love the dude, and he's just trying to help build the fucking thing so yeah. this isn't like complaining it's just me venting about my personal neuroses and place and all this but like i like was telling about the short film and i showed him just like a couple scenes like little little parts and he was like so this is dope man but like who who's the audience like how is yeah. this and i was like <laughs> yeah like I, I, it's not going to be the thing that like blows the band up yeah. but it is going to be the thing that's most creatively fulfilling to the artist. Yeah. It's I, like, this know, has been, it's been the most rewarding boring. learning experience for yeah. me. Making an eight minute film. Like, I know how to do this now. Yeah. Now I'm hungry. I want to go make films, yeah. you know? Like, now I know. It might get fucking 2,000 views on the end. I don't fucking yeah. know. And it's not like you market a short film, really. Like, you, what are you going to do? But then it comes back to like, <laughs> human existence and purpose and it's like like I get that question too it's like who's the audience who's your audience and it's like I'm just expressing myself 
and this is a vehicle for me to do that and I find joy and, and fulfillment in it why does everything have to be so commoditized and so like why do our lives have to be so commoditized I run into that all the time where I'm like am I going am I sacrificing my principles by like by like churning out this content because like it's kind of everything I've spoke out against and it is kind of everything to me it's like the anti it's anti-art it's anti-craft but and I'm like am I like am I going back on myself right now and if I am am I just okay with maybe just creating in obscurity forever is that what a real artist would do feels like that's what a real artist would do I feel like it feels like a real artist just creates and will do anything to do it because it's out of compulsion and impulse and like it's inside themselves you know like a real artist will play on the street for free if if that's what the fuck it is they'll busk you know or or am i over romanticizing an old ideal you know is this am i just Am I, you know, is it? Is I think it, that's it, the question uh, that's. Because it's hard to know. It's hard. It's. Um, so I talked to a software engineer yesterday. And so he now works at Spotify. And I asked him what he's most excited for about the future. And he said the decentralization of the internet allows everybody the opportunity, there's no gatekeepers anybody and everybody can participate and be a part of it right and then at the same time too it's like this new it's like this new thing to deal with right because if you want to be successful at this you're gonna have to put up a lot of volume and a lot of you have to stand out among everybody now right if everybody has a voice does anybody have a voice yeah um and then you just said it, a word, an interesting word. I can't believe it hasn't come up yet, but volume. Yeah. And, like, I am a prolific writer. Like, I, I write tons of music of a really high quality. You know, Matt and I create prolifically. And it's not enough. Yeah. You know, and I'm, like, looked at by, by people in the game being like, look, it's, it's just not enough. It's not enough. I was like, dude, what? Yeah. Like we, so we've put out in a, a a pretty intense amount of music since two thousand eighteen. And you guys are ahead too. Two albums, fucking what, like 16, 17 singles, a fucking EP, an album coming next year, an album coming after that with singles in between. It's like how, guys? It's like, jeez, sheesh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, how does a, a an artist creating at this level? constantly feel like he's not enough and i'll tell you i I mean it's partly just it's data driven man it's like you i i have a hard time saying that the results i fucking post something fucking eight people like it on fucking cocksucking motherfucking tiktok or some shit and then i'm like uh i guess it's not that good it's like what the fuck gladiator glory is amazing it's a great song what the fuck do i care why am i attaching myself to this you know, it's fucking brutal. Fucking brutal to keep tapping in. It just 
Oh. Oh my God, man. It's slowly grinding me down. I, I, I gotta figure out a way how to change my relationship with all this. Or I'm gonna burn out in a few years, you know? And I don't want to. I wanna, yeah. you know? And when I say burn out, I'm not saying quit. I'm not saying stop writing. I'm not saying, it's just like, I'm not gonna be able to like, that on top of that, again, I don't want I don't want this to sound complaining. It's just, this is, this is what it sounds like. This is the, my, this is my life. This is my, the frustration in my life. It's like, on top of that rejection, there's also just every week, hey, uh, you're up for this tour. Actually, you came down, it's down to like the last three bands. It looks like, would you guys be available for these dates if, if you get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all available. All right. And then we wait for a week and you're like, all right, man, maybe we're going to get this one. Like, man, the tour's in like four weeks. So it's like, if I get this, like my whole life's it. Like, just got to like turn yeah. this around. I'm going out for six weeks or something. And then you just hear back that next week. You're like, hey, bro, like, so what's up? Hey, it's a, it's a no-go. And it's every week, bro. Every week. We're up for a tour right now. We don't know if we're going to get it or not. Because that agent and the artist are dragging their feet. That starts September 14th and is six weeks long. Bones would lose his job. I would have to skip the, the this international hockey tournament. I would lose my place on the Egyptian national hockey team. And, uh, and miss one of my best friend's weddings or some shit. Um, but we'll do it. Like, if we get yeah. the... We're willing to do... We have... We're that committed. We'll fuck our lives up for it. For a good opportunity. For the... For, for an opportunity. For a fucking shot. Yeah. We'll do it. We'll do what you need we'll to. We'll do fucking anything. I'll, anything yeah. short of... I mean, I would literally give head to whoever I have to, <laughs> to get on the fucking road. You know what I mean? I would... Yeah. And you think... You laugh because it's funny. Cause but no, because I, I know But I would. <laughs> I, if the agent was like, well, if y'all... If you specifically, Sammy Sam suck my dick <laughs> I'll give you the six week I'd be like not a problem yeah just eat some pineapples and I'll figure this out I'll close my eyes and you know yeah think of a banana <laughs> um yeah it's like uh, you know cause that to me is the palpable that's the real way that's the real way to do it like we we went on one tour this year and numbers doubled. Yeah. Just by playing in front of a couple hundred people. That is, night. that's the way to do it. For this band. For this there's band, a lot of acts sure. that suck that go on tour yeah. and lose followership because they suck. Yeah. We're, our whole shit, you know, I think I was saying this to you last time, but it's like, there's a lot, there's an epidemic of artists that are all self-promotion and no craft, mm -hmm. you know, because they know how to spin a beat out on Fruity Loops put a you know a, uh, a hooky or a, a catchy eight bars or a, a four bar hook or something like that throw that shit in a you know like tap their faces or do whatever they're gonna fucking do wear some really cool shit and be compelling in a 20 second tiktok video and get millions and millions of views and get like record labels like interested in all this kind of stuff and then it's just some asshole screaming on stage and there's no real not saying anything there's no craft or, or yeah anything. and they're just yeah. like rapping over their recorded vocals or some shit and again I'm not trying to be pretentious I love rap shows but like I love good rap shows there's I've been to compelling rap shows and I've been to dog shit rap shows um but we're we have the opposite problem we're all craft with no self-promotional skills at all but yeah. we're all craft like all of it's the real shit is all there it's real and we create these beautiful videos, this beautiful music, and it's just constantly told. It's like, well, no, it's, it's not going to work. Nobody cares about your music video. You need to be on TikTok. Just film yourself 
dance and do your shit. And, you know, <laughs> just yeah. hit it. Just post that same song five times a day uh, and just see if something... And I was like, that's where we're at? Yeah. Fuck, dude. <laughs> and I was like, all right, play the game. You're like, fuck, bro. It's like, at what point does one feel like selling out to the game? In the I don't way? even know if or it's like selling out. I don't think there is anything. Like, I don't think there is any, any such thing as selling out anymore. It's too hard to make money as an artist. So there's no like, like any way you can get it. You just go get it. Nobody's yeah. fucking, nobody cares. Like just, just yeah. go get whatever you're going to get. So like, I don't think that there's, that's, that's interesting. Cause that's totally different than the 20th century. Mindset. Yeah. It, it yeah. totally changed. Yeah, culturally. Yeah. yeah, even like, you know, bands back in the 90s or something, and all of a sudden you hear what, like, uh, some cool band. 90s uh, culture was all about that, like. Underground culture. It was all about, like. Well, well they were, like. Treaty fans and fucking, yeah. and, like. It was you, better to, like, your songs struggle your entire life yeah. than to just, like, <laughs> sell out by having a yeah, like, radio hit or something. Yeah, they yeah. successful. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like. <laughs> Yeah, people would be like, Nirvana sold out. It's like, Nirvana <laughs> is still Nirvana. They never yeah. changed. They were... Yeah. Um, where it's... That's all gone now. You know? Yeah. It's like... I saw Her on a commercial the other day. Her is not a sellout. Her is a genius. I saw her open for Coldplay this summer. She was an absolute fucking rock star. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... There's no fucking selling out. But for me personally, just my principle is like craft first and like be real be be you see maybe I'm, i think i'm just in my head and standing in my own way maybe it's like a deep-rooted self-sabotage fear of success thing that i won't just create this fucking content all the time well i'm starting to i'm starting to just i'm gonna make something every fucking day but like what if you I just what if you don't make something every day but you make five things every week one day then, yeah well, that's what I'm trying. I'm trying to like batch. That's what I'm saying. My more. agent, my agent, not even my, my agent the other day was like, you'd be posting three to five TikToks a day of your tune. And I was like, okay. What? <laughs> you know, for a guy like me, man. But that's, you like, see, but that's what? also easy for like people on the outside to always, do you ever feel this? Like it's people, other people telling you what you should do to be successful or how you should do your stuff. Sure. But what it really comes down to is that to make it, to get the attention, which is what power, attention is power now. That's all. It's the attention economy, right? That Andrew Tate guy, you know him? Of course you do. Why? Because he got the attention. He had all the volume. He had the fucking um, controversy. He had everything that he needed to be, get the attention. And to me, it's like, man, is it really attention by any means necessary? Is that what the fuck it... But then I look back to artists that I really do admire. You look back at like Tyler, the creator, who is a straight up genius, but he his career started by... I mean, he put out a genius video for Yonkers, which exploded and launched his career, but all the music surrounding it was like about like raping pregnant women and like fucking murdering teachers and burning down... It, like, it was fucking really violent and gross and, you know, like, kind of horrific and stuff. I fucked with it. I, I always liked him. I just... That was the thing. And it's like, all right, so he... they That's how they got the attention, is they... They were really fucked up. And... But we're not that, you know? Mm-hmm. 
you don't have to be. Again, one more thing that I want to. I'm not chasing. The thing that I don't like with the the content, the TikToks is like I'm not chasing celebrity. I don't. I don't. I'm not trying to be yeah. this. Like, I'm not trying to be Drake. I'm not trying to be any of that. I'm trying to be in a band. I'm trying to be. I just trying to tour. I mean, yeah, you, that comes with a certain amount of fame if you're successful. But fame and celebrity are two different things. Celebrity is a choice. Fame is a byproduct of fucking success. Celebrity is is photo ops and yeah. red carpet and liking that and you know, living for that and um you know Andre three thousand is famous. He's not a celebrity. Yeah. You know, like Drake is a celebrity because he wants to be. You know yeah. what I mean? He wants that life. Like, Andre three thousand plays his flute and walks around the fucking. Georgia, you know what I mean. Yeah. And every now and then, like, take some photos or some shit. It's not. Yeah. I I, I just want to, I just want to play. That's it. And I, it's it sounds tropey, but it it's re- like that's it's the only thing. I just want to perform. I just want to play all the time. I want to play like two hundred fucking nights a year. I want to go so hard that I'm so exhausted that I. I'm numb to it and I don't want to do it anymore. I want to beat yeah. the shit out of myself until I can't love it anymore. I want to play so badly. I have so much inside me that I feel mm. like I can't get out because I don't have the opportunities to play enough. You know? I'm bursting at the fucking seams. You can he- see me, right? I'm dying. I told someone this uh, on Saturday. I told him, I keep having this image in my head of this, like, it's like this anime scene where I'm this character in this anime and I'm surrounded by enemies or opponents or what, whatever it is. It's closing in on me and I have nowhere to go. I have nowhere to go except I have to then go inside. I have to, this character then just focuses. It just focuses. And then he just has this like nuclear blast. And that's the only way. And it's like... Taking that image and manifesting it in myself of like... Super locked in focus. And... Do that. How I do that, I'm figuring it out. But it's in the focus, I think. Of like... What does it take? Do that. Focus and do that. Boom, 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 boom. And then it's like this, you have this energy. And the the part that creates the suffering is this like, you know you have it in you. You yeah. live with it every single day. Yeah. But your external world does not reflect what you feel inside you. Yes, 100%. And no one else... Understands you or, or sees even you. sees it. Even the few people that do, yeah. like fans and stuff, they know. But like in the world, nobody. Yeah. Nobody knows. Nobody. I mean, you, don't, with, you don't necessarily need with. it, but it's like you just want to reveal your light to the world. Yeah. Yeah. You just want. Yeah. Just you just want to give yourself to the world. Like, just want to play. This is what I have. I just want to play. I have something really beautiful to say. Yeah. And it takes specific context to convey it. Can't, it's not just in conversation. It's like I gotta, I have to give it in these specific contexts, and it's just like, you know, 
Yeah, man, it's fucking crazy. I, I, I'm just like bursting inside. I've played once in the last six months, and it was Summerfest, and that was yeah. fun. We had a great time, but you saw the show. It was hard. Yeah, it wasn't like some insane festival gig that there was yeah. like three thousand people at. You yeah, know? it was hundred people. Yeah, you know, like great. Yeah, like <laughs> in the late afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> early afternoon. Yeah, we were. It, it was rough. And like we, and it's like how how something I think is like been grinding, been doing this this whole time. How much longer do I have to keep fucking doing this? I mean, the answer is as long as it takes. As long as right? it takes. But like, um, I have no shelf life. Like, I I, yeah. I know that I'll never stop. I know that, but I have to find a way to mitigate the pain in the interim. It's the suffering. Because, it's because the, the suffering is killing yeah. me. Like, there's not enough self love. I have to. I have to be better at it. It's what ended my relationship. It's what has. It's what drove me into therapy. It's what drove me. Um, it's what fuels my anxiety. The other day, I was so anxiety in the back of an Uber, my arm went numb. What? And I was like, "This isn't okay. You can't yeah. be this way. You can't live this way." And I was just on my way to see Wasili at Chop Shop. Mm-hmm. I saw you later that night, or was it the night before? It was the, it was night, the before. night before, yeah. But I was like, my arm went numb. I was like, am I having a fucking heart attack? I like, st- I was like panicking in the back of the car. And I just like closed my eyes. I was like, are you having a heart attack? Are you having a heart attack? No, my arm doesn't hurt. I just can't feel it. And then it just slowly went away. But I was like, dude, that's, this is crazy. I was like shedding a tear in the back of this. For no reason. I was yeah. just... On my way to see some friends. And I'm like, what's going on, man? Something's wrong. Something's really wrong. And it's this shit. I just like... And not... I'm, I have a chokehold on this thing. I have to find a way to let go. And just be. And like, just be an artist. Just be an artist. Why are you so obsessed with being like a fucking insanely successful one? Just be one. Mm-hmm. You know? Why do I compare myself to fucking everybody else? Why am I caught in this way of thinking? Because when I sit down with the pen, I have found my music, like what's coming out on Two Crows and a lot, like from Quiche on, it's been very like aspirational. It's like the music isn't like sad sacky. It used to be really like, like I don't like myself. I'm struggling. I, I, I hate myself. Everything's sad. I'm so heartbroken. Like from Mushroom Moon, all that kind of stuff. Mm. A lot of this shit was like really depressing. And it was the musings of somebody that was really depressed. But if you hear from like Keyshawn, like maybe I should look somewhere else, find more knowledge of the self, realign what I define as wealth, see my life for the miracle it is. I came for the laugh. I came for peace. I came for the truth. You know, it's all very like from that moment on, it's been very aspirational. Um, you know, we got that song brain frantic heart mellow that you, that you heard that's coming out on crows. And it's, um, if I got one thing I could say to the young, go get your heart broken, go make a mistake. Whatever you do, don't just sit here and wait. Life about being right. Find where your limits lie. Take a peek through the plants. Go seize the day. Potential is ocean. Resilience is boat. Life punctures holes on to stay afloat. Thriving is fuck. And it's all, it's all coming from that place. But I don't feel that way. I feel that way in those moments that I'm writing. Yeah. But I don't feel that way. Like, I'm not practicing what I'm preaching in my life, mm. which is bad. Maybe that's yeah. why it's not working. You know? Maybe that's why I'm still just... Yeah. hitting that wall because it's 
in my life, I'm constantly comparing myself to everybody else. And I'm constantly operating out of ego. I mean, I was listening to this Shia LaBeouf interview because he's in all this trouble and shit. And I, I love his work. And I was listening to this, this interview he was doing with his friend John Barenthal the other day. And he was in treatment for like egomania and, and, and just all these kind of manic disorders. And he's, he's suffer. He's a sufferer. He really, he's got a fucking hard life. I, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. It's, it, it really is in a lot of pain. And, uh, he said, even, even the way, even what he would eat was out of ego because he was, whatever he was putting in his body was because of like, what it was going to do. So it wasn't even about him enjoying food. It was just about like, well, I, I only eat this because it, it does this for me. So it, like even down to like food. Yeah. And I was like, man, like I really related because everything I do is out of like me, me, like, how can I, how can I, you know, I have to learn, I have to figure out how to, how to say, how can I serve or mm. how can I be of assistance? I have to find a way. I don't know, but it's it's easier said than done. You can I, we can sit here and talk until we're blue in the face about this shit. But it's, uh, changing yourself, changing the way you think, is really, really difficult and rare. People rarely. I mean, you have to triumph. You have to triumph over yourself in order to really change. Have you ever tried to change? It's fucking hard. It's fucking hard. You know. Um. So I gotta, I don't know, I gotta, I gotta figure something out. I gotta, I gotta practice more stuff. I've been praying a little bit, but I'm not as disciplined as I should be. I should really take like a true five to ten minutes. But sometimes I just, if I'm sitting down here and I feel anxiety, I'll just do this. And then just try to pray. But it's not enough. It's like there should be more of an act. Like I should do it like my Islamic family and like do the voodoo. Like wash my hands, clean behind my ears, wash my feet, wash my mouth, like get on the mat put my head on the floor and like have a moment you know I think that I find that shit healing but I don't know I don't know anyway you can see I'm 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 in a something's wrong like I'm in a tremendous amount of pain on a day-to-day -day level what do you do when you wake up um you know the worst habit is the first thing I do is look at my phone See I if anybody reached stop out. Stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to stop. It should be prayer is what it should be. It should be wake up, wash, prayer. And now continue. Like, when I'm, when it's good, Sammy, I'm getting up, I'm going to the gym. When I'm bad, Sammy, I'm sleeping in and looking at my phone. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, what I do each morning, at least six days a week is I get out of bed. I make my bed that's not an important detail. You know, wash my face or whatever. And then I make a French press coffee. And then I sit at the table. And then while it's steeping, I have these like meditations. Uh, it's like 10 minutes each. And I just do that. So there's 50 days and I just, each day I just do it. And then Is while, it the Sam Harris shit? Yeah. I think I shared it with you. Yeah, I I did it for like fifteen days and then stopped because I'm undisciplined. <laughs> I need to be better about it. But uh, I found them helpful. So, you'll find it really helpful if you continue doing really? it. 
It's just like I just do the 50 over and over again for the last three years. And uh, then I pour coffee and I read a page out of the Daily Stoic, Stoic philosophy. I think about it a little bit. And then I journal. Um, I haven't been as great journaling because I get, I just, I'm so excited to just start whatever creative thing I'm doing like the website was the last couple days and I just get into it and then I do that I like do something creative or think until my mind just stops like I can't go on anymore then I do something physical so then I'll either go play basketball uh in the park or I'll go downstairs in the fitness center and just like lift weights and I come back and then I uh, make breakfast. I eat the same breakfast every day. Oatmeal and blueberries and eggs. And I put some vinyl on and uh, just kind of dance so you, around you the apartment. Easy to your day. It's so, every single day is like this. And I'm like most productive and like happiest during this time. How many hours a day are you productive? I would say define pro- productive because what i see i think very i just think there's misinterpretations or like, like i think very holistically where like everything i do matters throughout the day so like so today i was with the website well today's not a great example today was like a hardcore work day um on specific things um, but everything is kind of invaluable, whether it's walks, meeting with friends or reading or writing, everything is all kind of like, it's all one in a sense. Um, and I can get what I have found. I focus a lot on energy dispensation where I've become, because of these morning routines that I've done the last two and a half years, especially when 2020 started, I was like, I need to have a routine that I follow. So since April 2020, I've been doing this exact routine, except I've elevated it when we went to Miami with Bones, where uh, I found just like meditating, doing my routine, just like around palm trees and just like on vacation, I just let my mind wander I loved it so much before, before that I was always trying to like, okay, I'm done meditating. I'm done journaling. Now I'll get to work. And then it was like, so wait a minute. Yeah. It's so Western. I know. So then so I was American. like, so then I've changed it and just like let it happen. And I've realized by doing that every single day, it compounds to where my brain and I'm always practicing my philosophy because I think about life every morning every day and how I can get better how I can be a better person and like my actions affect everybody else in my neighborhood so when I'm walking down the street you know like my interaction with these people it means something and I I find it beautiful how you just like I just everything is beautiful in a sense and I find that by doing all these things, I can exert minimum energy and it delivers maximum results. It's like, don't 
don't like it's like it, smarter. it raises hard. my cognitive ability where like if you're really smart you're like super precise in everything you do so you don't need like eight hours to do work yeah that's, that's like a i think i've always found like the whole never not working no sleep gang like we i just i put in 12 hours a day and it's like i always found that shit so one probably a lie yeah you know and then two just like i can't imagine a worse way of going through life yeah as a creative as a anybody you know it's just like i'm not a i have to be down here for eight hours in order for me like feel like i did something proper that day this is a great example i was in really only be creative truly creative for like three to four hours a day yeah you know otherwise it it's what i was saying like diminishing returns i hit like two two and a half hours in the morning and my brain i just like you're done Mm -hmm. move on uh yesterday i was in the gym and there's this guy in there he spends all this time in the gym his form is terrible he's just dicking around like he was in there way before me and then after after me what the fuck are you doing like you're wasting your time (laughs) And that's how I think a lot of work goes. Like, oh, I was in the gym for two hours today. Yeah. Yeah, but like, yeah. What, how I, effective were you? It's yeah. about effectiveness. I know. I'm uh, extremely effective in my workouts, man. I got my shit down to like 45 minutes to an hour. I come out fucking yeah. dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. I almost go um, to the gym mostly for the sauna. Like, it's, that's, like, my treat. It's, like, I go hard, and then it's, like, all right, but there's going to be yeah. a schwitz at the end of this thing. I love, I love the sauna. Um, it's, like, yeah, for me, I, I, I've enjoyed life, but I'm hitting this, I'm getting, like, really bored. Like, really fucking bored. Like, and not challenged enough. And... It, like, life is just getting too repetitive, too... Yeah, there's a monotony. Yeah. That happens. And especially it's it's myself. It's been myself for this long too. There's no one to really share. Yeah, you don't have some partner with. that you're even just bouncing ideas have off of. Like exchange of dialogue with. Uh yeah, no, you're talking to me about being a bit lonely and shit. Yeah. Um but also just like just the world that I'm in right now, it's like it's just it's not as interesting to me anymore and exploring new pursuits and uh just like taking more bold swings and just see what happens sure you should go travel man if you have the money well i do i do travel it's like like i'll be in new york in two weeks i'll probably go to miami later this year like, I do travel and, and have fun. It's not, like... For me, like, money... Money is, like, my... It's holding me back. It's a hindrance. Yeah. I've gotten really good at... Stretching a dollar. Stretching a dollar. <laughs> like, really fucking good. Um, but it's it's hindering my growth. It's the growth thing. It's, like, I feel like my growth is being stunted. Money's important. People don't like to admit it. But money is important. Yeah. So now, it's now I think my focus. Well, you know what? You know what drives me nuts is like I can't be as generous as I want to be. 
I want to live so generously. I just want to give so much. Yeah. And it pains me. But you got nothing to give but time and conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's like... Uh, Which is lovely, but you'd like to... <laughs> but no, when I do, when I do, like, say go out, I'm very generous and, like, but how can I be more? Yeah. And it's like focusing on my skill sets, packaging it all together, and putting myself out there more, putting myself more out in the world instead of just like living this like pretty great life. I'm quite content, except that like there's this knot in me or the suffering of like not being able to grow more. I'm like capped off. So it's like figuring out those avenues. But then at the same time too, like we've just discussed like the last time I was over here, it's like the personal life too. And then like not having like the loneliness, it's starting to eat a little bit into the other aspects that I was just referring to. Yeah, it's almost like we both haven't been living very balanced lives. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, even with waking up and eating fucking blueberries and oatmeal yeah. and taking two hours to meditate and going on walks and stuff, it's like, it's not, it's not enough to be a whole person. Like, I was saying the other day, like, my attachment to the data my music does or doesn't produce, um mostly doesn't um the way i let it affect me is the clearest indicator to me that i'm I'm just like not a whole person yeah i have gaping voids in my life and i loved my girl very much and for a while i had felt very fulfilled and whole but i'd be lying if i said there weren't issues kind of from the jump that i had been nervous about with that relationship and like being alone has been painful as fuck, but restorative and necessary. But it's left me with the clear notion that at some point this is all going to come crashing down if I don't take better care of myself. And I don't mean better care of myself like eating yeah. healthier and you know, staying off the booze, like, that's easy. But I'm talking about better care of myself, of my mind, of my of my physical needs, of my, um, my mental needs. I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm hard on myself. I'm mean to myself. I'm rude to myself. I beat the shit out of myself, you know? Yeah, I'm fucking, like, ruthless. Ruthless, ruthless dude. Like, you stupid piece of fucking garbage. Like, look at you. You know what I mean? Like, in my head, I'm just like, I would never speak to another human. <laughs> Ever. I've never have. Yeah. You know, like, well, okay, that's a lie. I've been in fights and shit, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I don't speak to people that way, but, I, I, but I'll do it to myself. And again, it's like, I can be like nice to myself for a little while, but life happens and you end up yeah. yourself again. And like, and I, I gotta, we, we, bo we both I need think, some balance, it sounds like. I think for me, uh, what I've kind of identified my issue as is my lack of openness has caused a lot of my suffering. I mean, like, I'm I find you to be a really open person with me, but maybe yeah. that's a specific to that's our probably, relationship. It's probably more specific. 
to our relationship. Yeah, especially, like, uh, I find it, like, extrapolating it to where I'm not as open to the world as I could be, and I'm missing opportunities because of it. So, like, on a personal level, like, yeah, like, I'm comfortable opening up with you. Other people, not not really. I keep stuff close to the vest. And then with women, too, like, I have difficult times opening up to women and it's cause if I look back it's yeah, like you related it to your mother last time you were here right yeah but uh then because of that I'm like pushing away opportunities before they even become possible and not even just you're not you're not even it's not just opportunities of like physical connect of sex it's like it's opportunity of like getting to yeah know that's somebody. what I mean yeah more getting yeah. to know someone and like yeah, man. I don't know. I, I mean, I have nothing. I, I don't know what to tell you other than I kind of live by a principle of, of tell everybody everything, <laughs> which has its negatives, too. I'm an overshare. Yeah. And I do overshare and I overexpose myself. But there's a lot of ups. Like people feel really close to me. People yeah. that don't really open up to a lot of other people open up to me. It's not just you or like about like I'm talking a lot of people like I remember there was a girl that worked at station, a woman, um, Rebecca. You remember Rebecca? Yeah. Sweet woman. I really yeah. liked her. Me and her were good friends. Yeah. Uh, she was really smart. She was kind of like, a, she was in STEM, no, or some shit. Yeah. She worked in the lab. Uh, yeah, she went to like Remedy with us yeah. on St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was actually, and she opened up to me all about her life. She's like, dude, I don't know why I'm telling you this. Like, I haven't told anybody, I haven't told yeah. most people that I've known my whole life, like any of this stuff. And I I took that as a, a huge vote of confidence and like it meant a lot to me and and that happens quite a lot to me. And it's because yeah. of my willingness to tell them everything. I'm unafraid of judgment. I definitely have that going for me. Like I mean it probably comes from what I do. But like yeah. I'll say everything. And I'm not scared. I don't care. See, I think that's something but, I've noticed about myself the last two months or so. Like so right when the the gunman encounter happened. I was just like, fuck this. Just like, and then I, I was, uh, I started getting into Bob Dylan a little bit before this. Oh, you told and me I was like, experience with him, right? Like, uh, you know, cause I, huge Beatles fan. And then, you know, it's like, well, he influenced them and, you know, Steve Jobs was influenced by Dylan and Phil Jackson. And it's like, who is this dude? So before this, I watched a documentary about him. I'm like, oh, and I took notes on it. And then, then I read his biography. It seemed like he's just like someone who just, just fucking lived his life and just said it how it was in a way. Yeah, it's also and, a virtuoso. <laughs> and uh, a total prodigy. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just gonna speak my mind now, and it's been so refreshing. I just don't give a fuck about a lot of stuff, and it feels, it feels like I I've only shared like a part of my life. And it's kind of like this smiley, like, oh, yeah, positivity. But, like, actually inside of me, I'm more like like Michael Jordan, Kobe. I'm a fucking killer. <laughs> and uh, no one knows really about that. And now it's just like... I'm like Michael I, Jordan. <laughs> here I am. Here I am, world. Like, this is who I am. And if... Uh, Say everything, man. You know? 
you've kind of you're building a thing that's going to require you to say everything yeah. and to be a completely unprivate person so yeah you know well it's interesting how in the 21st century that's the fact whereas like 20th century it was like the people who built stuff or whatever they're very secretive mm-hmm. and private it's all gone it's well swapped in the sense. It's not totally true. It's not like we know intimate details of some of the richest people in the world, but um but yeah, in terms of like entertainment, say like, say like, like that, millennials like, and younger. Yeah. We're just totally overexposed. <laughs> like And, and there's down, there's like, a ton of downsides to it. Like there's no oh, such yeah. thing as privacy. Um there's no such thing as mystique anymore, you know. It's like like maybe four or five people who like Frank Ocean still held on to his mystery, King Cruel. Outside of that, nobody's mysterious in the fucking industry and in the music industry. It's like you can't like, can't be mysterious at all. No, you just are overexposed in, yeah. in some sort of self-imposed limelight all the time. And that's kind of some of my problem with, with this shit with like content creation and um, playing this this part of the game where it's just like, dude, I don't want like you gotta go away to come back like Kendrick Lamar I mean he's Kendrick Lamar but you know him going away for five years made that album so impactful when he came back because you're just dying to hear anything you know they didn't even drop singles they didn't fucking they just dropped an album they just announced the album title dropped the artwork and then dropped the album that was it that was the whole campaign and then went on tour now again the most influential artist of our time yeah so he that's his privilege yeah. That's the privilege of being at the top. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Guys like us, we're punching up. We're trying to get some attention. We're trying to get heard. We're trying to be seen. We're trying to show our light. You know? Um, but it's just, it, it, to me, it makes like everything less exciting if you're just in somebody's face every day. You're just another part of... Oh, man. I think I got like drywall dust in my ear for the last couple of weeks and I'm starting to get an infection. Anyway, um... Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, man. It's all going to be okay. I'm overall optimistic about my life. I just, yeah. you know, I, 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 and I'm optimistic for you too, man. I just, uh, I think we both just are harboring some pain, just like everybody. Yeah. But hey, I think we should share this conversation. I think conversations like this are fucking cool. I would want to hear this shit from somebody that I listen to, that I admire. 